0: The moment you emotionally embrace your future, that will become your reality, because that's the law, right and it's what Mike just said like the moment you really see yourself changing your life, you really see yourself hosting units and and, and having gas and having repeat guests and having you know what I mean twenty thirty forty thousand dollars a month just coming in from like Airbnb experiences or or units or whatever it is that, that whatever it is that you want but you truly commit to yourself emotionally to it that's when you make this when your world changes mm-hmm.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my brother from another, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What is going on, Eve? What's up, brother? How are you today? I'm great, man. I'm great. So we just finished recording the episode with Nick, which should have aired last week, uh, which you guys, if you haven't checked it out yet, you definitely want to check that out. Nick's been a buddy of ours for a few years. He's an amazing dude. And uh, we were on fire after that episode. So we said, you know what? Let's just record another one. Yeah. Uh, So here we are.
0: Yeah, I mean, Nick, Nick touched on, you know, we are both been in coaching for so long and both been coaching other people and coaching our ourself. And Nick touched on such an important thing on his podcast, which was like, until you change your identity, it doesn't matter how many things you know, you just won't be able to do them because there's going to be something in your subconscious is going to kind of keep you to where you know you are, right? And we touched on, on a book that both you and I are actually rereading now for I don't know how many times, which is uh, Psycho-Cybernetics, which very much deals with, with that, right? It's like how do we reprogram our, our mind? And uh, I don't know, dude, we were in flow. Nick, Nick is always very um, super motivating. So I was like, we, we might as well just let's keep the ball rolling, you know? Like let's really, let's really talk about that. So on that point, right, you are like the perfect example because you used to have your nine to five job, right? And then you had to rewrite your identity as the Airbnb guy, right? Because when I, when I met you, your Instagram wasn't the Airbnb guy, right? That was something else. Yes. So talking exactly. about embracing a new identity. So why don't you kind yeah. of talk to us about that?
1: Yeah, so in in this episode, guys, we we want to cover a couple things. So first is a couple key ways that you know we have learned through being mentored by some amazing people and having an amazing peer group and reading a lot of books. Is first off how to change your identity, and I'll we'll talk about that. Then we want to talk about how to how to create your business so that it's your business that you actually like. Because I see a lot of people start a business because they want to become free, which is great and be their own boss and all that. But then they build this business and then two years down the line, they realize, God, I hate my business. I hate my customers. Like this sucks. So we want to kind of walk through a framework uh, in particular with short-term rentals, because that's what this podcast is about. But some questions to ask yourself either as you're getting started or now if, if you're in that place, like, okay, how do I kind of hit a reset button and make sure that I'm actually building a business that I actually enjoy? So- the, the first key again, like we talked about it, is changing your identity. And I, I remember, you know, I had been studying real estate for five or six years trying to figure out this whole thing and stumbled across short-term rentals. And I didn't do my first deal for like nine months. Like, cause I was, I didn't have that identity shift. I didn't have the confidence. I was overanalyzing everything. And I remember being at a networking event, a real estate networking event. And somebody asked me, what do you do? And I said, I'm a CPA. And then 20 minutes later, I'm after the conversation, I'm sitting there, I'm like, why am I still telling people that I'm a CPA? Like, yes, I technically am, but that's not the career path that I am moving towards. Like, why am I not telling people, you know, I'm a professional Airbnb host? It's like, that is the new identity. That is who I am becoming. That is what I am working towards. So the first step, quite frankly, is simply making a decision that this is what you want to do. And then when people ask you what you do, if you still have a corporate job, that's fine. But they don't care about that. The value that you want to bring to them is around your short-term rental business. So when somebody asks you what you do, you just say, I'm a professional short-term rental host or I'm a professional Airbnb host or I'm a professional vacation rental manager, whatever lingo you want to use for you. And by you saying that over and over and over again, every time you meet somebody, it just, it just starts to turn this little switch in the back of your mind. And over time, repetition is the key. So all these books that we're talking about it comes down to repetition, reprogramming your subconscious mind. So I was literally writing my goals down and writing down that affirmation. You know, I am an amazing uh, professional short-term mental host. All the different goals that I had, and I would write them out every day. And I would state them out loud twice a day. Okay. And in uh, the book, *Thinking Grow Rich, chapter four, it's all about what they call auto-suggestion. So you want to write out your goal, you know, by December 31st, 2020, I will, uh, I am so happy and grateful that I have left my corporate job and I'm a full-time professional short-term rental host. I am so confident that I have achieved this. I can now see the money in my account and I can now see myself giving my resignation, things like that. And you want to say that out loud twice a day, every morning and every night. And it sounds hokey pokey, but who cares? I'd rather be happy and free and maybe a little weird than, you know, normal quote unquote with everybody else going through the rat race in a cubicle, hating their life and then having regrets at the end. So Mm. give yourself the gift of being a little weird and doing this stuff and shifting your identity.
0: Mm. A little weird is just the way people say that you're free. Mm. Right. A lot of the times that kind of gets, you know, when you're really free and you're really able to be yourself, you kind of feel a little weird for the people that are still inside the box. Um, But guys, if you have any doubt, kind of look back at who you are now, what label you you have kind of given yourself and kind of think about how that happened, right? And the same way that happened, now you're able to take off that label and rewrite a different one with whatever it is that that you want to do, right? Because Mike, before the CPA, you were what? A college student or, you know what I mean? A hockey player or, you know what I mean? And, And how often... In your life, you have changed your label through what it is that you're doing without purposely thinking about it. The only thing that is different now is that you're going to purposely rip off your old label, your old identity, and just replace it with whatever it is that you want to do, right? So like, I am a real estate investor. And also like, think about it, how much more interesting it is when you go to an event and you introduce yourself as a professional Airbnb host over that of a CPA, right? Like how many... How many CPA are at a networking event?
1: Exactly. And it starts the conversation. People are like, what does that even mean? You know, I'm a professional Airbnb host. or I'm a professional short-term rental host. They're like, oh, that's cool. What is that? So like, what do you do? Right. And then boom, you open that loop for the conversation to tell people what it is you want to do. So that's like the first step in really shifting the identity. And we'll just throw a couple book recommendations. Again, we talked about this one with Nick. Uh, it's called *Psycho Cybernetics* by Maxwell Maltz. This is an amazing book, um, written by a guy who was a plastic surgeon, and he couldn't figure out why, when sometimes he'd do, you know, nose jobs or reconstructive surgery on people, you know, everything would get better for them and their confidence was back up. But sometimes he would do it, and the the person wouldn't change at all. And so he dug deep and just did all this. Uh, psychological evaluations and really studied human psychology and learned about, you know, the power of our subconscious mind and, and basically the power of our self image. So highly recommend that book. Uh, highly recommend Think and Grow Rich. Uh, you know, Rock Thomas's podcast, the I Am Movement and his book, The Power of Your Identity, Nick's podcast, The Spone Train Podcast, all of these, all of these little pieces, you know, when you continue to read them, and getting involved in mastermind groups and, and personal development groups, all of that stuff will shift your identity, shift your limiting beliefs and empower you basically. I mean, my life changed when I, when I met E, when I met Nick, when I met Rock, when I got in all these different groups and got myself into an environment that supported, encouraged and challenged me. I was talking to a gentleman the other day and he was like, "If you put, if, you're, if you don't put yourself in the right environment, you're not gonna grow. He's like, it's kind of like putting you know, uh, a seed, an apple seed for an apple tree in your pocket and watering your pocket and expecting it to grow. It's not in the right environment. So it's not going to grow. And I was like, that's a really good analogy.
0: Yeah. I've never heard that. That's actually great. Yeah. So once you do that, right. And that's going to take some time, right. It took you time to become who you are. So also have that level of kindness with yourself as you reinventing yourself as to, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll have moments, right. You'll have, stuff that comes up and it's not not to be expected and it's absolutely normal and you're not doing this wrong or you're not, you know what I mean? Like all that matters is like in the moment, becoming aware of where you are in your identity, right? So as you're approaching a problem that will inevitably happen, some problem will come up. It's in that moment, look at that problem and seeing how you're reacting. And, and is this, Mike the CPA reacting to it? Or is this, Mike the Airbnb superhost, right? Because then once you recognize that you're reacting to it from the wrong place, from who you used to be, just by switching to who you are now, you'll start seeing all the possibilities and all the opportunities that you've trained yourself to see with this new positive headspace that you're
1: in. Yes, and the, the second key piece of the affirmations is visualizing yourself, right? So say your goal is, you know, I want... 10 short-term rental properties. I want to co-host 10 short-term rental properties by the end of the year. Okay, cool. You're gonna affirm that and you're gonna you're gonna write that down. But then the the magic happens when you close your eyes and you visualize yourself as if you've already achieved it. And you're you put yourself in a state where like you feel like you've already done it and your mind can't tell the difference. Like there's mm-hmm. studies that that show that your subconscious mind can't tell the difference. So close your eyes and like, see, look around you. Like, where are you? What does your day look like? You know, what are you doing on a day to day basis and feel the gratitude that like you hit that already. And it's going to pull you to that. And it's going to, it's basically going to make you become the person that you need to be in order to actually hit your goal. Cause at the end of the day, guys, I'm going to give you a little secret. Uh, the juice isn't actually in hitting the goal. It's becoming the person you need to be to hit the goal. I am nowhere near the same person that I was two years ago when I was trying to figure out how to build a business to quit my job. I am not even close to being the same person Mm
0: -hmm. in a good way.
1: Like I have evolved as a human through all of these things and I will continue to evolve. And you know, now I have new goals, bigger goals, all these different things, but it's not about, yes, there's a financial aspect to it for sure, but it's more about, Am I progressing as a human towards that goal every single day? That's where the real juice is. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's so well said.
1: And, so and, now, and, yeah, go ahead, E. Go ahead. No, no, I was I
0: was just kind of piggyback off of that and give another book recommendation, which was uh, "Becoming Supernatural" by Joe Dispenza, and he has in there he has a lot of meditations. But in one of these meditations that I do pretty much every day, it says the moment that you emotionally embrace your future, it will become reality. And that's the law, right? So even here, here the the weight of what I just said, right? The moment you emotionally embrace your future, that will become your reality. Because that's the law, right? And it's what Mike just said. Like the moment you really see yourself changing your life, you really see yourself hosting units and 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 having guests and having repeat guests and having, you know, what I mean 20, 30, dollars a month just coming in from like Airbnb experiences or or units or whatever it is that whatever it is that you want, but you truly commit to yourself emotionally to it. That's when you make. That's when your world changes.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's the name of the game. So that, that's kind of the first piece, right? Is setting yourself up, changing your identity. Then the next piece is actually defining what you want your business to look like again. Cause you don't want to put in all the blood, sweat and tears to climb the ladder and realize it was up against the wrong wall, right? Like mm-hmm. I see a lot of people that have built a quote unquote successful business, but they're miserable. And so a couple, we wanted to just kind of give a little bit of a framework for some questions to ask yourself at in particular, short-term rentals is you're setting up your business or you're thinking about kind of repositioning your business or growing it in a different direction. And the first is, is really defining like what that business looks like. So the first question I ask my students when they're like, where should I get a property? I'm like, where would you want to go? Like, where would you actually want to go? It doesn't have to be in your, your you know, in your city or your backyard. My first property, I was like, I want to go to the mountains. So we set up shop and we went up in New Hampshire and we got a property up there because that was where I wanted to go. So make it fun. It's your business. You can do whatever you want with it. Then the next piece is like, who do you want to serve? Like who is your ideal guest? And then that will help you define the location and what types of properties. So it's like, okay, cool. I want to be in the mountains. Who do I want to serve? You know, I wanted to serve families and couples with young kids. Cause quite frankly, like Nick said, I wanna hang out with people that are like me, quite frankly, right? I've got a, a four-year-old and whatever. So that was what we did. And it that had a direct impact on the types of decor that we chose, the types of furniture that we put in there, you know, having the pack and play in a high chair and a stroller and the location to Storyland, which is like a, a Disney world up there, right? Like all of those key pieces, when I got clear on the business that I wanted to build and the people that I wanted to serve, all the other elements just kind of fell into place. It just gives you clarity. But if you're just like, I just want to make a bunch of money. It's like, well, you can make a bunch of money, but set yourself up with some parameters for people that you actually want to serve.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My dad, my dad has a saying since I've been a kid, um, which is whatever it is that you want to do, you got to plan the work and then you got to work the plan. And, and that's exactly why. Right. Because for every great adventure that you want to go on, where are you going, right? Before you, before you put all the stuff in the car, before you get going, right? Where are you going? Like literally plan it, right? So in that moment where you plan what it is that you want, the reverse side of that coin is you're actually planning what it is that you do not want right? And so that moment that then the possibilities become a lot less because you exactly know, this is what I want. And then going back to your subconscious mind, your subconscious mind is going to tune into what you want. And it's only going to help you see what actually is in alignment with what you say you want.
1: Exactly. Right? And to give that a little context too, because if you're not familiar with personal development, a lot of that stuff sounds a little woo, but ask yourself this, like the last time that you bought a new car, just, I don't know, say it was like a white Honda Accord or something, right? The second you buy that car or the second you start looking for that car to purchase, you notice every other white Honda Accord around you, but you never noticed that before. And it's because your subconscious, your reticular activating system is now tuning in to pick all those things up because there are endless amounts of stimuli all around us that our eyes, ears, nose could pick up on. So our subconscious has to focus us. Otherwise, we'd be running around like squirrels, just distracted 24-7. But when you tell your subconscious, this is what I want to focus on, it's going to help you focus on it, right? To just try and put it in plain English. So that's the second piece. So first, you want to change your identity. Then you want to define what your business actually looks like, uh, where you want to be, who you want to serve. And then the next piece is, especially with management, is who is your investor uh, avatar, like who has the properties in the locations that you want and who do you want to work with? We were talking about this because we've worked between the two of us with investor or landlord that's out there, right? Like you've got, call it the sophisticated investor, or as I like to call it, like the the successful entrepreneur. Like mm-hmm. personally for me, I love working with entrepreneurs that have successful businesses that make a certain amount of money every single year. And they do invest in real estate for additional passive income, but they don't want to they don't want to take their focus off their primary business, so they hire me to optimize the cash flow for them in their real estate. Yeah. They're all about the numbers. They have a certain language that we all speak, right? Like cash on cash return, IRR, cash flow, debt service coverage, all these different things that a sophisticated investor talks about, and they're all about the numbers. Okay, mm-hmm. for me, that's who I like to target. That's who I like to work with. Um, then you have kind of the traditional landlord that says, you know, maybe they have a few properties. You know they keep them in fair repair, but they're a little more frugal. Say, mm-hmm.
0: right? so the, the handy dandies, I would yes, call those
1: the do it yourselfers, basically. Yeah, exactly. You know they self manage, which is again there's there's no wrong way, but it's just there's we have found that there's some different categories, right? So they might have a three family. Or a couple, three families, or a couple single families around town that they've, you know, worked their butts off and they've saved their money and they've got these properties and the cash flow a few hundred a month. Um, but what I have found is when I talk to a lot of them and I, you know, show them the business plan, they love it. But then I say, okay, you have a nice property, but we need to upgrade this, 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 and this, and we need to pay to furnish it. They don't typically, a lot of the time, want to spend the money. They're used mm-hmm. to just. I wanna maintain it, I wanna make sure it's okay, but I don't wanna spend 10, 15, 20,000 on furniture and some updates and some paint to get it to where I need it to be.
0: Yeah, and guys, not to overdrive the point that we were talking about earlier, but in changing your identity, it's pretty clear to me, right? Even as we're talking about this, the different identities that are associated with each one of these two different people, right? So the identity of our, let's say our like, favorite client to work with, it's somebody that's very similar to us that has understand that their value is their value in what they're great at. And then the value in everything else is finding the leverage, finding the great people that will allow you to have a business and not just a job and let them run with it and make you money. The second group of investors are still very much in the, in the mindset. If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself, right? And, that's and way they, to put it. Yeah, and, they, and they're and they probably great owner operators. So if you've read the e-myth, you have the owner operator, which is the guy that was the operator for a very long time, was maybe the handyman who has a construction background and then knows the, the business itself like the back of his hand. And now he's having to transition into a position of leadership and just does not know how to leverage himself out of his business, right? So what he will pr- probably tell you if you get that type of hosting, you'll know exactly. It's like, well, can we, can we repaint the furniture? Can I send it down? Can we go buy it used? Can I, can I do the painting? Can I do the cleaning? Can I do the, this, you know what I mean? And and the main reason that you want to shy away from this type of investors is because they're going to give you a harder time for you to implement your systems. And what you need to really kind of protect as you're starting this business is you have to protect, just, you have to protect your systems. So if you know that this is how your system work, your system needs to be followed exactly, right? So if you go on an airline, all the, all the stewards and all the pilots do exactly what they're supposed to do. You don't have a team that is like, I don't know, do we have to check the doors in the back? I don't know. We won't check the doors in the back today, right? So that your system, because you're also running a business now, is how do you implement systems that work every single time? So you have to have a host or, or an investors in this case that allows you to do the upgrades that you need for your system to synchronize with your arrival instructions or with your online portal. Because all of those things is what actually has your value in it, but you got to fight for them with this type of with this type of investor.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then there's there's two more, right? And then the next level down is, I guess the I don't want to say the next level down, but the next the next type is basically the, the slumlord, right? That they have these properties in rough areas. They're in really bad shape. They just put people in there with a pulse. They collect some cash. They don't really want to do anything. I just don't even attempt to work with that. It's just not going to work. Um, especially with short term rentals, uh, it's just not going to work. And then the last category are just vacation homeowners, second homeowners, right? Like they've, they've got a primary residence, they saved up enough money and maybe they've got a place in Florida or up in the mountains or, you know, some type of vacation home. And again, you can make great money with those. We had uh, Danny Fatizi on here a while ago. She works with a lot of those, a lot of the high-end luxury vacation homes. Uh, and you can definitely make a lot of money with those. Uh, the reason that you want to identify who you want to work with is because you're going to talk to each of them using a very different language. Okay. If I go to somebody that has a second home in Florida, a beach house, three, two to four bedroom beach house, and I start talking about internal rates of return and cash on cash return and all these different like investor type of lingo, they're going to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. How much can I make? How much are you going to charge? And how do I know that nobody's going to trash my property? Right? Like it's, it's just a very, very different lingo um the The other reason why again, I tend to like to work with these sophisticated investors is is they typically know other sophisticated investors and they 're typically generating plenty of cash flow to continue to buy more and more properties so that is how I built this business and scaled it so quickly is I got really good results for a few key sophisticated investors that then told all their friends about me, uh, went out and bought more properties and brought me on. And it just, it expanded very quickly, just organically that way. Mm -hmm. Typically somebody that owns a vacation home, you know, they're probably not going to be buying a vacation home every year unless, you know, maybe they're a high level CEO or whatever. Um, they might have a network that you can leverage, but they're personally probably not going to be buying multiple homes a year that you can rapidly build your portfolio. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And also the, 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 um, emotional attachment that they'll have to their home is, is a little different, right? So if you're not somebody that has a lot of care for detail or is not very detailed oriented, those type of clients can be a little bit more tricky for you because they, they have a very high expectation. They love their home and they expect you to look at it in the same way and not just as an investment, right? Whereas our high level sophisticated guy understands that sometimes the solution is to throw money at the problem until it's fixed. Yeah. And, and there's no an emotional component of it. There's not a bigger story behind it. It's just throw money at it, let's fix it, let's move on. The faster we get back online, the faster we can get booked again, the faster we make money. Yes,
1: exactly. Um, so recap and first, change your identity. Second, define what your dream business looks like and who you wanna serve. Third is defining who your investor avatar is. So basically who has the properties and who you want to work with. And then the last piece is to start planting your seeds. Okay. So once you're clear on all those things and then you know who you want to work with, uh, where you want to be, who you want to serve and what investor type you want to work with now it's time to start planting your seeds. And what I mean by that is anytime you go out and you're at a networking event and somebody asks you what you do, you go back to your new identity and you say, Oh, I work with, uh, Vacation homeowners, or I work with uh, investors. I'm a professional short-term rental host. I typically work with entrepreneurs and sophisticated investors to maximize their cash flow with their rental properties. Or I'm a professional vacation rental manager. I work with uh, families and couples that have second homes in X and such location, and I help them, you know, generate income from their properties. Right. So it it just kind of changes, and it helps you plant seeds to help people identify prospects for you. Mm -hmm. So you go out, you go to these meetups, you practice, you know, your intro, your elevator pitch or whatever, and you say that over and over again. And then you can go on sites like Zillow, Hotpads, Craigslist, and search for properties that are for rent in your market. Filter on for rent by owner. I recommend that you don't try and convince a property manager to let you co-host or manage a property because- quite frankly, you're stealing business from them and they have no incentive to give you the property. So you always want to go direct to the owner if possible. Um, Then a couple other things, right? Just like if you can optimize your Facebook page. So change, change your cover photo to say something about, you know, I'm a professional Airbnb host. Okay. Uh, Start using social media for your business and not to be social. Like join Facebook groups about real estate, join Facebook groups about Airbnb, join Facebook groups about multifamily properties and go in there and just start networking and first pay attention and then you can start responding and answering questions, but you're just planting these in as many places as possible. And then you water those seeds as leads come in, you keep doing it, you keep laying the legwork and eventually you get a property. It's that Mm -hmm. simple. But you you want to lay the groundwork first, change your identity, define what you actually want, who you actually want to work with, and then go plant your seeds.
0: And another way that it's a great way to look at what Mike just said, when it comes to an elevator pitch, I think some people have a wrong idea of what that is, you know, it makes you feel super salesy. What I relabeled it as is a captivating introduction, right? So how can you say what you do in such a way that is captivating? That then prompts the other person to be just like, Ooh, what's that mean? Right? Because that's all you need. It's just, yeah. You just need to be captivating. Like, that's all people want right now. It's just at a networking event, right? Like, how can you be captivating? How can you be the guy that is a little bit different than everybody else that lets a person remember? Or, as I say, what's gonna make somebody put your business card? in your front pocket rather than your back pocket. Right. Mm. And that's something I like that I that. do all the time. I don't know if you do that or not, but when I meet somebody at an event that I actually am captivated by or interested, that goes in my front pocket. If it's somebody that I know I don't care about, that goes in my back pocket. And then let's good. You know, I've never heard moment, that. <laughs> yeah. So the moment I walked out of there, anything that is in my back pocket goes in the garbage. Hmm. And then my front pocket is like, okay, yeah, these people are interesting, right? Mm, so I how can that. you be somebody, somebody's
1: front pocket? Like how do, yeah. how how do, you, do you, you get my front there? pocket? You know,
0: you know, how does that happen? You got to be yeah. captivating, right?
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Nobody on the elevator, quote unquote, the elevator pitch thing. Yeah. Don't just like open up like, oh, hi. And like spew this like 30 second elevator pitch on somebody. Again, like that short little like, use a phrase like co-host. Cause a lot of people not, might not be familiar with that. Oh, I'm a professional Airbnb co-host. And they're like, mm-hmm. what is, so you manage properties and then you can start again, feed out a little more info and a little more info. It's just like Nick talked about, it's building rapport and just, telling people what you do it's not if you go in there and you try and sell everybody people feel that and it just feels gross it's just oh this is what I do what do you do and you kind of have a conversation and actually be genuinely interested in what they say as well don't just like wait to like puke out more about what you do like Mm -hmm. have a conversation be interested
0: and the best way going back to what what Nick talked about is is how can you associate what you do with what what they do right how can you make them think that you are like them how can you make them think you know what i mean so find and that's where the active listening comes in right it's it's feed off of what they're saying to you as to how you can talk about what it is that you do in a way that relates to what they care about which is ultimately not you it's themselves right so we all want to be liked understood and seen for whatever it is that we're doing
1: yeah I love it. I love it. So one last thing I just want to share because I had a limiting belief around this. When I got started, again, I was an accountant for a decade. You know, I was a numbers guy. I was a finance guy. And anybody, anytime somebody told me I had to learn sales, I was like, I just cringed. I'm like, I don't want to learn sales. That just feels slimy or whatever. Until I shifted my belief that I'm not selling anything. I'm offering a way to add value to somebody. If they like it, great. If they don't, that's fine too. But like the service that I provide, I believe a thousand percent will change their life for the better. So I'm doing them a disservice if I don't tell them what I do. And -hmm. when you change it, when you reframe it that way, I'm not, I'm never selling ever. I'm just letting people know what I do. And if I think I can help them, great. I'll let them know. But if I don't, I don't push it. I don't try and weasel out a sale. That's, that's not ethical one and two it just doesn't feel good mm-hmm. like when you just reframe it that way it just changes everything so if you got a limiting belief around sales or whatever totally fine
0: yeah oh dude 100 i i deal with that all the time right that's still a thing for me like that's one of my patterns from from my programming you know i grew up with a mom there's a lawyer a dad that is a doctor so in my family people that sold door to door were not kind of looked upon friendly right and then what do I do? I'm an entrepreneur, so I pretty much sell things all the time, right? I mean, in a sense. But as you said, it's not. I don't sell things all the time. I just share who I am and what I'm about from a genuine and honest place. And then I look to add on to people's life. And, and that's a sale that works for itself, right? If, if you pay attention to what Mike said, what do we do? We help people maximize their cash flow on their investment properties through Airbnb nothing about that it's about us everything is about how can i make this situation this investment better for somebody else through what it is that i know and then you make a profit just because you're sharing your knowledge and the time that you spent into cultivating yourself into creating this new identity to their advantage by helping them
1: make more money yeah that's it it's simple It's simple. So don't don't overcomplicate it. Hopefully you guys got some value in this episode. Again, we were trying to think of something a little different, something a little out of the box that is super important, super powerful for you. So again, kind of that four-step framework. Number one, change your identity. Number two, define what your dream business looks like. Number three, who is your investor avatar? Who do you actually want to work with? And then number four, get out there and start planting those seeds. And if you follow that framework, guys, and you do the work, you will get results. It's just a natural law so yeah that's it you got anything else? E?
0: no and, and just if this was is this was useful for you guys just let us know in the comment sections below and let us know what would be good for you like other things that you want to talk about um we love having guests on but also when we do this one-on-one um recordings it gives us more time to really like dive in into specific topics uh this one just kind of came to mind after our podcast with nick but anything else that you guys want to kind of talk about, touch on, um, either we'll we'll talk about or we'll invite people on that can help us kind of explain it in a way that it's helpful.
1: Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it, guys. Again, if you got some value out of this, please make sure you uh, like, subscribe, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, Check out the YouTube channel. Uh, You can find us at Short Term Rental Secrets. And uh, if you know anybody else that's looking to get in this business or they're already in this business, you know, it's a pretty small, tight knit community and we love connecting with people. So share this out with them. Uh, We want to grow this community and uh, we're excited to bring on some amazing guests in the next couple of weeks that we get lined up. Some folks that have hundreds of units, uh, a few of them and some that have gone on and started other businesses within this niche and uh, just looking forward to interviewing them and bringing you guys some value. So that's it again, guys. Have an amazing week. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Bye guys i